This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. It's Jerlisa Nicole, and you are tuned in to the Kicks and Sweet Show. What's good, everybody? We are back. It is your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby, episode 89 of the Kicks and Shit Show. Yeah. I, I see. I, I'm. We're not doing it anymore. No, 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 no. no. See, no. I'm going to do it one time. You're going to be like, damn. I said that, you guys. He's going to do it. Episode 90. Bah, 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 bah. That's what's going to See, that's what you think. You think it's going to be 90. So now you know I'm not going to do it on 90. Or am I going to do it on 90? I'm going to say that every time so you never do it again. <laughs> Are you trying to say that you don't like when I do the... Bah, 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 bah. Is, that, is that what you're saying? Hmm. Wow. That silence is speaking volumes. That silence is speaking volumes. I use you. It shouldn't matter what I think. It's never stopped you. You damn right. It's never stopped you before. You are one hundred percent right about that. Anyway, how are you? Where in the world are you today? Well, Gerard, I'm in Jersey, but it's been an interesting week because mm. return to office is starting to happen. Mm. I'm ready for this. I don't know, my team is like super fun, but there's like a different level. And I feel bad for everyone who is not on my team, who was also in the office with us this past uh, past couple of days. We had a lot of our, our leads that came out from the West Coast. So it was really mm. fun meeting people IRL. And then like, you know, I feel like when you work in PR and social media and branding, like, ain't nobody's boring. So it's like, it feels like a family reunion. It's like the first day of school. Everybody's here. Everyone's excited. We all forget that we need sleep to be restful, functioning, productive humans. Uh, one of the girls on our team was like, I am purposely not going because I am twice as productive when I'm not around all of y'all. And I was like, I think they're on to something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is how I know the return to office is messing people up because Jay just went on mute for that and I heard none of what he said. Microphone is oh off. Oh my god, I was on mute. What the for watching? I hope you got to see the face. Uh, what the hell happened? But yeah, I, I was like, I'm gonna try to let you finish. Assumed it was mine, but nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I don't even know how the mute happened, but what I was saying was it's that wild thing, right? Where like you get together with people and you're like, there's a reason why we don't get together because we don't get no damn work done out here. So, you know, well, and I, it's nice to have the FaceTime, and I'm sure like the novelty will wear off a little bit if you're there all the time. But like the one piece for me is I don't miss that commute, man. Mm. Like, that's, that's different, right? Like, I like during the pandemic when I could drive in the city, I could get to where I was going. I had dinner plans last night, and I drove in, got got a spot 20 minutes into the city, a spot a block from the restaurant. What's you winning at life? What a beautiful time. But during rush hour? Hell no. Nope. Well, the other thing about back to commuting and back to the office is, not that it's never on point, but now you got to be concerned about your sneaker game, right? It's like, all right, like... Am I rocking kicks the office this week? Or am I, we have a client coming in, I'm wearing heels because we're going to a thing or, you know, like what, you know what I'm saying? 
perks of working in sneakers is that I will always be wearing sneakers <laughs> in the office. I get more stressed out about having to wear like real pants and outfits. Like I just want a cute work top, but like I'm a curvy girl. So like if it's a little bit short, I can just throw it on with a pair of bike shorts at home. I don't have to worry about a full <laughs> outfit. Like I'm going to keep it a hundred with y'all. Like that's it from like the ribs up. As long as I look good, we're good. But uh, I don't know. It's a very weird time. And I think, you know, I really appreciated the FaceTime with everybody. But I am glad to be going to bed at a reasonable hour. And you mm-hmm. know that it's I never say. You so. never say that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's more of my jam. Um, so I know that uh, you wanted to touch on a little, little sneaker news in the biz. Uh, Joe Fresh, right? Some some New Balance talk. What, what, what you got for us? Yeah, I mean, I think New Balance has been, a, we've talked about this a bunch, that New Balance is a brand to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Joe Fresh Goods has done a great job of, like, really changing the conversation when it comes to sneaker silhouettes, to unique fabrics, colors, all kinds of stuff like that. So to to hear the announcement of him collaborating more with mm-hmm. New Balance, you know, and having more of a creative role is really exciting. I think, yeah. you know, watching his story over the years and the come up has been really cool to see. And I feel like... New Balance historically is like they used to collab with like J. Crew, so this shift <laughs> is, is like really dope. Yeah, know? yeah. No, 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 no. Not the J. Crew, by the way, but you know, J- no, 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 it's a different vibe. Yeah, and they're for sure. J. Crew, if you like what you like, you know what I'm saying. But like, I went to private school, and <laughs> I, I equate like a lot of the, you know, the 997s with some prep school kids that I grew up with, and that, you know, the gray on gray. You know exactly what still is. Oh, I, I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. The oxblood wine, whatever. <laughs> version of that you want to talk about so it's nice to see and i'm really curious to see what he does i mean i think there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to be coming out like the gucci this yeah. collab like yeah that's going to be super cool and different jerry lorenzo is going to be dropping his stuff soon for adidas as mm-hmm. well yeah we, we, we've been talking about that for a while yeah yeah but- and then i think you know a lot of the union collabs are starting mm-hmm. to come out the dunks the twos all these twos collabs all the two collabs yeah which i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna take a nod from our guest that we have coming up in a little bit that's not my bag. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. But, you know, I don't know. I just, it's a very interesting time for sneakers right now. And, you know, I love me some Jordan 1s. I will always love me some 1s, 4s, you know, the classics. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited about this new wave as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm with you. The the, the Joe Fresh uh, New Balance collabs that have already come out are, are really nice. Like, those are some great silhouettes, like some really cool designs. Um, and, you know, it's, again, look, we love Nike and Jordan brand, and that's never going to change. But it's so nice to be able to see like, some of the other collabs and different shoes. And you're like, oh, you know what? These are fresh, right? And so we like those brands pushing the envelope and saying, hey, we want to work with uh, Joe Fresh. We want to work with uh, Amy Leon Dore. We want to work with, you know, this designer. So, you know, I'm looking forward to see what non-Nike and Jordan brand uh, sneaker companies, what kind of collaborations are going to have coming out this year. Because I think that's that's something to always keep an eye on. Yeah, and I think like we talk a lot about like authenticity and inclusivity, right? And I think that these uh, all these other brands that are not the Nikes and Jordans, like they are adding to making sneakers more inclusive, which mm-hmm. some might argue like now they're too cool, you can't get them, which mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who argues <laughs> that. But I, I do like that there's now kind of something for everyone. And I think, you know, Reebok with Cardi B's collab mm-hmm. now in a, a, a more extended range of sizes, which for me, like as a tall, curvy girl, sometimes it's hard to find fire fits that are made specifically for women. You know, we're in Women's History Month. So like, I love seeing that the the tides are changing in that sense as well. It's not just about the sneakers, but it's about the full fit, right? So Absolutely. Inclusivity is a whole vibe. Shouts to the ladies. 
All right, folks, stay tuned, because coming up next, we have a special guest who will talk to you about, you know, how she uses Twitter and social to really make a name for herself and get out here in this sneaker game. You want to know about Twitter spaces, you know, and, and, and how to use that? This is the person to uh, to listen to. So we can't wait for you guys to uh, check it out. So stay tuned. What's good, y'all? We are back. Gabby, we're not alone. We are joined by the host of Sneaker Hunting on Soul Collector, Jaleesa Nicole. How are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. How are you guys? We are good. Thank you for joining us. And you are joining us from the great state of Texas, from Dallas, Big D, but you are not from Dallas. So where are you from? <laughs> so I'm actually from Shreveport, Louisiana, oh. but I grew up between Louisiana and California. So I have like a lot of like California swag and stuff. And out here, people are always like, oh, you're the Cali girl. And I'm like, excuse me, home is right there. But <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Louisiana, baby. <laughs> so, so you okay? First of all, Louisiana, um, New Orleans is one of my favorite cities. Um, culinary wise, oh, food is just out of Excellent. control. It is mm -hmm. like you know, it is one of my top right, five yeah. culinary destinations in the world. And I'm it's talking, and, yeah, yeah, and and I'm and I've been to Rome and Florence and all these other amazing food, Paris, amazing food places. New Orleans is up there, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, the food is excellent. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like, if you're not from Louisiana or you don't have people from there, there are certain foods that I don't even want to talk to you about. You can't even <laughs> think about cooking it with me. I don't care. She's not opening up to conversation. So it's interesting. All right. So you're a Louisiana girl, Shreveport. You spent time in Cali. Where in Cali? Uh, stop. Oh, okay so the vibe different from louisiana to california right so i imagine as a kid yeah. growing up you know your gear your style of speech your slang it was a whole thing so let's begin at the beginning when did you fall in love with sneakers <laughs> i fell in love with sneakers in 96 so i was four five years old somewhere around something like that but um when the taxi 12 dropped that's like the first time i remember loving a shoe for myself so i'm a baby well i'm a grown woman but i'm a baby sneaker head like i've been a sneaker head since a lot of people are like well i was in middle school when these came out and i'm like well i was like four but you know so yeah my whole life right so when you were going back and forth, I'm sure you saw your different styles, right? Again, Shreveport to Stockton. To, so what was that process like for you in terms of, you know, as you were getting into sneakers and you were sort of back and forth between these areas that were are just very different in terms of how you put on what you put on? And as you know, what you put on says stuff about you, right? So how how, how was that, that whole thing like? Yeah. Um. In hindsight, I think it definitely taught me how to, like, be an innovator style-wise because what they're wearing in California, they definitely didn't care about in Shreveport. And then I'd go be in Shreveport, and, you know, I'm I'm very, like, Southern, although it doesn't sound like it, but I'm very Southern. So I, I go home, get stuff from my cousins, get the style, and go back to California, and they're like, um, but for me, it was like, this is home. Like, this is who I am, so one area is going to have to accept it and it kind of meshed into like its own thing. Um, so like I have a personal vendetta against Crocs. It's not even Crocs. It's the Croc audience. 
But I remember I was 14 and in Shreveport, everybody was wearing Crocs. They went from Birkenstocks to Crocs. And that was like in the hood. (laughs) And they were calling them Birkenstocks were potato shoes and Crocs were like the nurse and doctor shoes but they were just comfortable so that was that was the vibe i went out there all my cousins had a pair of crocs on and i was like like what like i need a pair and i was 14 in like oh oh six oh seven or something like that and so god i think i had a navy a navy blue pair and a black pair they were knockoff because at that time croc was like you couldn't really get it just like that like it didn't have big stores and I wore those shoes literally to death. And I remember coming back to California, going to high school, and they were like, you can't be serious. And I was like, oh, I'm serious. Like, I, I got roasted so bad. And I'm a very funny person. It takes a lot to knock me off my rocker when it comes to jokes. I got roasted to the point that this whole resurgence of cops, I refused. I refused to buy them. I'm not buying them. I'm not wearing them. I don't care. And when people wear them, I'm like, ugh. Like, I remember being in the trenches by myself in Crocs and now the whole world is like these are flies so yeah I think I like to think of myself as like the originator of a lot of things even though that might not be the truth but for me it is so I, I started this Crocs craze in 2007. I have like a list of people that you were like I remember when you made fun of me for my Crocs and you're like and now they're rocking them oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah all of my because I was the only girl like in sneakers and stuff and so all my best friends are like yeah I got the little giblets and I'm like yeah like I don't care about your giblets you didn't have them in high school when you guys didn't have they didn't have Jordans and stuff and they were like sneaker bums and they had the nerve to make and now they want to talk to me about bedazzled crocs I hate it um I love that you call them giblets for starters because I call them that too they are not called giblets but I love everything about it and I also like I just gotta get it trending that Birkenstocks are potato shoes that is the first time I have heard that and then you are roasting people I am here for the puns but Gabby like, did you did you wear Birkenstocks yeah. in growing up in in, in Mendham? I bet you had a pair of Birkenstocks you had to I think I had a pair but like the buckles for me I'm just like I don't know. I feel like I had them because everybody had them when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, but it like wasn't what I was rocking all the time. I mean, you know me. My I don't think I fit into really where I grew up. (laughs) I love when Gerard says, like, oh, in Mendham. I grew up on like down the block from a horse farm and whatnot. Like with the tennis court in our backyard. Like, I'm gonna keep it a hundred, but I was wearing soccer clothes and basketball shorts. I actually my first tennis skirt that I wore in college is made out of basketball shorts. So like that was my vibe. So she, 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 she's she's a little different. She she's she's a little different. I, I will say this. Um, you know, you got some PTSD though with that with those crocs. That's what it this is like it's a traumatic event. I I see it in your face. You're just like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. It runs deep. <laughs> no, I was old when I found out they're not called giblets. So that's that's how <laughs> Yeah, no. My best friend made a pair for my god sister. She's like, aren't these cute? They have like all the bells and whistles. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say about this shoe because I can't be paid to care. Like, I don't, I don't know. No offense to Crocs, the brand. Like, <laughs> let me say that. They're a great brand. They were amazing when I had them. It's just, there's, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you said, there's PTSD. I can't do it. I can't. The it's kids, the kids beat me good. The kids beat me good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So, okay. So moving on from your journey with California, cause I would get Cali vibes from you. So I, I like that path. How did you end up in Texas? I 
people say that all the time they're like you're so california but like in my soul like in my spirit i'm very southern and california just wasn't southern enough for me like i like walking through the grocery store and seeing and it doesn't have to even be elders but just being like hey how y'all doing like good morning good afternoon you know you need some just the southern hospitality you don't get that in california and i felt very like regular if that makes sense like I was just very amongst the crowd out there um and I I wanted to be home like my hometown is two and a half hours away from Dallas so I'm close enough to be home without like my not so favorite cousins being like hey I'm coming over today you can't you you have to travel two and a half hours it's okay (laughs) you have to like plan this and give me a heads up but also if they call me I could be like yeah I'll be there this weekend so it's like a balance and Dallas is still a major hub without being too crazy it's mm-hmm. you know it's up and coming i think I, I found my home randomly but yeah it's interesting because you know again going back to shreveport being so different from california i mean not only that as you know about california because I, I used to live out there i used to live in the bay area california is different right like stockton is way up north mm-hmm. it's way different than southern california right and la and that yeah. vibe and, yeah. and stockton's even different from because that's by sacramento than san francisco right it's just the and Oakland, it, the whole, it's it's so interesting how regionally, right, even within a state, you're like, oh, no, it's straight. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's different. I bet it's the same um, in New Orleans, right? Shreveport and New Orleans, right? It's It's got, it's got a, no, we, we got different vibes oh, yeah. here. Yeah, and it's even the same with um, Dallas and Houston. Mm-hmm. Like, I oh, tell people all the time, because Houston's a major sneaker hub right now. And I'm like, come up. Like, we're, we're three hours above Houston. I'm just like, you guys have to come up the road because they're they're not the sister cities that a lot of people think that they are. They're very close. And yeah, there's like some, but even the food is different, actually. I was going to say there's similar food, but even the food is different because one is a more southern, southern city and one of the more nor- northern southern cities. So... There's there's miles of differences just in general. I think Houston's a little faster. You mm. know, Houston's a little like Vegas and Atlanta and kind of like that. Whereas Dallas is more of like like a Chicago or like, you know, like it's mm. fast, but it's mm. also very cultured. It's very hometown heroes type okay. feel out here. Okay. I like, I like that. that. I feel like as someone who grew up in New Jersey and lived in like the New York area pretty much my whole life. Um, I always thought the opposite, right? Where to me, Houston always felt more Texas and Dallas was like this, like more metropolitan, cosmopolitan city. And it's not that it's not that way, but I I like that you call the nuances of Texas, right? It's like even Southern California, that's not the South. So if you have Southern, you're not going to find that in LA. No. Or I mean, LA and San Diego are different, right? It's like, that's just two different worlds. Yeah, very much so. But um. I mean, California will ask you to split the state. Like, NorCal and SoCal low-key have this state rivalry. They do. It makes no sense. Yeah, Major beef. Yeah. And it's it's wild. And, you know, Houston and Dallas has their own little, like, no, come to Houston, come to Dallas. But at the end of the day, it's like, we're Texas. Like, come to Texas. We don't care. So, yeah. Um, I know you talked a little bit about just the the sneaker personalities and like how Houston's kind of on the come up that I feel like people don't really know how much sneaker culture is in Houston, but what are the differences in, in, from a sneaker perspective between Dallas and Houston? The main difference is that they don't know that we're like, let me talk to the camera. Do you guys know that we're in <laughs> Dallas? Like that's, 
that I think is the main difference. Everything goes to Houston, whether it's new stores, whether it's activations, pop-ups and whatever, like that's legit. It That's as far as sneakers goes, they just don't pay attention to Dallas as much. And if they do, it's like, Hey, we know sneaker politics is out there. And it's like, yes, they're here, but, or, you know, what's Ezekiel Elliott and them doing with sneakers, which is cool, but there's, that that's the biggest thing visibility visibility needs to come to dallas mm. nike in north park dallas is a beautiful store there's like a whole beautiful outside patio right when you walk outside of it there should be events and stuff there in dallas there's five or six sneaker boutique stores that should have events and stuff like that whereas when you think of sneakers and you think of texas you automatically think of houston they have social status they have mm-hmm. Amon Manier, they have mm-hmm. Um, her girls, they have different brands. CNK Daily is based out of Dallas as well. Shout out to our girl, Channing Beamer. I was like, Cassidy's in Houston, right? Cassidy's in Dallas, Cassidy's in Dallas. Mm. Yeah, and I guess a lot of people don't understand, like, there's stuff here. Like, we shouldn't have to travel to Houston to also (laughs) get our stuff in. So that's, that's the biggest difference, is that I don't think for whatever reason that the sneaker heads in the sneaker community in Dallas are seen. So no, I, again, the, the, just the, the regional and the interstate breakdown, right. Is, is crazy. So, I mean, we're going to get to you being the host of sneaker hunting on soul collector, but how did you then transition from, all right, I like sneakers into how am I going to figure out how to do this for a career and make a living out of this? Right. So how did, how did that journey happen? Yeah. Um, I, I like Twitter. <laughs> I I get on Twitter and I just like kind of forget that um, other people are also watching what I'm saying on Twitter. So a, a lot of it started with me like seeing like sneaker blogs and the shoes would drop and I'd be like, no, nah, that's trash. Like, <laughs> that's ugly. I'm not buying it. Moving on. Or like, this is fire. Everybody needs to buy it. And if you don't buy it, you're crazy. And a a lot of people, I guess, resonate with that. And I didn't realize it until one day I looked up and I'm like, there's like 35 people telling me like, yes, I agree. I want to buy this. Or like, you know what I mean? So that that's kind of how I started getting my face out there is really just talking and being like, look, I like shoes. I don't care who made the shoe. I don't care who designed it. It's either good or it's not. Um, and yeah, like brands started resonating with that. Some sneaker designers would be like, hey, girl, like, I made that, but like, let me just ask you. And so <laughs> there's I'm like, hey, okay, there's a shoe coming out and somebody that I really care about and I'm really cool with made it. So I'm gonna hold my opinion, but I'm gonna just let y'all know it's not it. Like, you know, so I'm at a point now where I kind of have to even it out, but that that's really just it. I I was on Instagram trying to get my pictures off, like hashtag sneakers kick check and all this other stuff. And it, it wasn't hitting the way that I wanted to. And so I just got on Twitter and was just talking and that's, that seems to work for me. Talking seems to be my thing. So, so you, you you got on Twitter and got just reckless out here. You was just and people were catching strays. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, actually, a lot of <laughs> that's crazy. But a lot of relationships were built on people being like, "Hey, like you know that tweet that you put out about me?" And I'm like, "You? Like who are you? What, what do you mean about you? Or what?" And they're like, "Yeah, I actually work for Jordan Brand." Like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're like, well, oops, sure. my bad. <laughs> right I mean I I don't say anything super harmful like I'm not like you're a terrible person because you chose this color it's like no it's just some stuff is just bad some designs 
just suck especially as a woman in sneakers mm. i have a little foot too i wear a size six some stuff just sucks mm -hmm. or some stuff we're not able to get and, and a lot for me as a regular person oh yeah definitely and as a regular person it's like I just didn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. My influencer stuff wasn't getting off on Instagram. So like, okay, I'm going to talk my shit. Like, I don't like your shoe and there's nothing you can do about it because I still have to pay my bill. Like, you know what I right, mean? And right, right, right. That just kind of jumped off. Different people were like, hey, like, I respect what you said. And it, I did have the moments of like, let's tweak this. Like, let's say it a little bit different mm -hmm. so you're not pissing people off. But right. yeah, it grew from people respecting my opinion, I guess. So you you were authentic out there. You grew a following, right? And the brands and different designers started talking to you, right? So what's the next step after that? Um, after that, I was on uh, the kickback. So it's a sneaker. Um, the community is soul food. I keep wanting to say a sneaker community. Soul food was a sneaker community, but the kickback is spaces. Twitter spaces. So it's like Clubhouse, but for mm -hmm, Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um and low-key low better, but it's another story. <laughs> um, but Twitter spaces with a couple of dope uh, sneakerheads. You have Jazray Allen Lord, mm -hmm. uh, Talks with TJ was yep. on there, um, Sneaker Fetish, and All our a couple friends. of other people. And, <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, I've since ventured off and kind of let them do their own thing, but that is definitely was the next step. Like, being on there once a week with them every Friday, chatting it up, talking about is definitely helped you know get some other people in my inbox or have some other people listening to me and stuff like that and uh i also have a sneaker cleaning business so i clean and restore shoes so throughout all of this it's like hey like i talk shit but i also know like stuff and people would come and um ask me how to care for their sneakers and a member of the complex team uh tweeted and was like hey do you guys know any did they ask for women I think they asked for, they either asked for women specifically or black people specifically that clean. No, it had to have been women because I wouldn't have responded if it was black people. <laughs> yeah, that sounds wild. But like, <laughs> if I would have seen somebody tweet like, hey, are there any black people that clean shoes? I'd have been like, nah, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> something's crazy here. <laughs> but I think it was definitely like, like Twitter. hilarious. <laughs> Like, what, what are you trying to say right now? But yeah, whatever. Um, but no, it was like any women that are sneaker restorers, I think. And I was like, I, I am, but they're looking for New York. And I'm like, I don't live in New York, but like, if y'all ever decide to come to Dallas, I got you. And that's one thing I've always stood on. Like, I live in the South. You have to come to the South. I'll, I'll travel, but I'm not moving. Um, I like it. And so it was like, hey, like, yeah, we need you or we like you, but we need somebody in New York. And I guess their mentions were flooded because by the end of the night, they were like, a lot of people like really like you. And I was just like, hey, like, thanks, but <laughs> I live in Dallas. <laughs> right. Um, and so about three weeks later, a soul collector put out a tweet and was just like, we're looking for fresh faces. We have new programs going on. If this is you apply. And I saw it and I was like, no. At, at first, I swear to God, I was like this close to not doing it. Part of me was just like, my journey is going to be my journey. They'll come find me. It'll be whatever it is. And I think God humbled the Kanye in me a little bit and was like, <laughs> they can find you, but like, you gotta, you know, you gotta tell them where you at too. So I applied and I told everybody else to apply because I'm big on like, there's several of us out here, you know, mm -hmm. I'm tired of seeing the same faces and I don't want my face to be one that people are tired of either. So did it for myself, tweeted it out, 
text it to some friends and next thing you know it just all well it wasn't honestly let me not lie it wasn't the next thing you know other people got hit back first like my friends were hitting me like i got an email back i had a hit back and i was just like i'm eating ice cream like have fun guys <laughs> eating ice cream don't tell you <laughs> right like i i don't have nothing but you guys enjoy and um they hit me like hey by the end of tonight can you send us a video however long and yeah it went from there so it was kind of like a in my mind i don't know if it's the truth but in my mind like they slept and at the last minute was like let's go back and let's check one more time and then that, that went through so that's where that night of deadline came from i like that right like because night <laughs> of i'm like no i know my time i got a text yesterday but like okay whatever <laughs> I'll, I'll get it done tonight <laughs> I like that though. And I think there's really something about like putting yourself out there, right. And being authentic. I know we talk about that a lot. I mean, you guys know, I have very strong opinions about certain things, certain basketball players, and you like what you like. That's what makes you, you. And I feel like shooting your shot like that, uh, you know, it's like, you might find like the man of your dreams, but he's not going to break into your apartment to find you, even if he's out there. <laughs> so I like that. You're and I mean, if there. he is breaking into your apartment, probably not the man of your dream. Just going to put that out there. We don't want to be any breaking and entering happening. Probably not a good look. Just... I mean, you never know. Drive people <laughs> in crazy places. So, I was going to say, we don't kick shame. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I love that though. And I think, you know, the thing that I love about Twitter is, and you hit the nail on the head with this earlier, is that Twitter, you feel like you can access anyone. That's that's what differentiates it from any other social platform, that you have access to everyone and everyone has access to you. It's like the real human behind that. Um, and I, I like that you talk a lot about Twitter spaces. Um, for those who are listening that don't know much about that, or maybe you're on the clubhouse bandwagon, I feel like the Twitter community and sneakers has grown immensely since the pandemic. Talk more a little bit about that. And just, you know, for those who don't really know so much, a little bit more about spaces and kind of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, I mean, the easiest way to put it is like, it's literally like Clubhouse. I remember when Clubhouse came out and it was super official or yeah, official would be the word. And you had to have an invite to get in. And there were only like three invites per person. And I was in a room in the beginning and they were like other websites are going to see this and they're going to get on this and someone from twitter was in there and they were like actually like we've been building this out for a couple of years we're just waiting and so when twitter spaces hit because I, I like a little bit of mess a little bit of drama so when spaces <laughs> hit i was like oh let me see like you know a new product they said they've been working <laughs> on it they've been in clubhouse like i want to see what's up and um I originally was following Kari, a sneaker fetish. Yeah. And I remember him tweeting out that Jazeree had a space. And uh, with Jazeree, I'd seen her in the Reebok campaign and just a couple other things. I've seen her throughout stuff um, in sneakerhead community. So I was like, okay, I bet. Familiar face. Let me just see like what they're talking about. And it's as simple as people have a space they're talking or whatever there's a host co-host they're talking and all you have to do is click request mic and you can be talking to whoever like hype beast host space sometimes and i saw them the other day hype beast had a space of like seven people and i was like why are there only seven people in here but also that's a large opportunity because you can have up to 12 mics which means all seven of these people can chat with the people that are at hype beast if you know what you're doing, that's an opportunity. That's a, a way to network and to platform yourself up. And so 
we had spaces with nice kicks. We've had spaces about soul savvy. We've had spaces with different people that are pillars throughout the sneaker community. And then they connect with other people in the sneaker community and it literally just fills it out. And then Twitter is, I'm going to big up Twitter because high key, like without them, I'd still be just doing regular stuff. But they made um, communities Mm -hmm. after that. So basically like how Facebook has groups or whatever, but they again improved on it. And so there was the soul food community that we were all in and brought a bunch bunch brought together a bunch of sneakerheads it's like a thousand people 1400 people in there i think at the last time i was in there (laughs) yeah and so it's like we were just chatting about sneakers all day you didn't even have to talk about it on your timeline it was just like a personal home to get to know people and so it went from somebody that you would think is just posting a picture of their shoes and moving on to being like, oh, hi, like, yes, I post a picture of my shoes. I'm also the CEO of this company. I run this company. I'm a marketing manager for this person. And I want to know what your name is. And you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah. And so, (laughs) right. Like, I think me and Gabby met at a birthday dinner and I was just, yeah, right before sneaker con. Right. I'm like, who is she? And they're like, oh, that's that's Gabby. She does this, she does this and this. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, this woman's an hour later. But that's how quickly everything builds with spaces and with just all of the Twitter products. And so I'm currently no longer a part of the kickback and salsa and stuff like that. Much love to them, though, because that was the first sneaker space on Twitter, you know, one of the first major sneaker communities on Twitter, and it brought together a lot of people and a lot of connections, regardless of what sector you're coming from. If you love sneakers, it brought you into it. So like I said, for anybody that's like, if if you just want to sit and listen to podcasts, go to Twitter, listen to sneaker spaces. There's like 20 of them now. If you just want to sit and scroll through pictures, go on communities there's soul food i have an all women's community now it's called sneaky girls and company like either way we're there's stuff for you to just sit and to take in that content and then all you have to do is be a decent person and you'll get to know people that'll help you get to where you want if you're an asshole of course you know stuff is gonna and i've met some assholes that are unfortunately <laughs> a part of france there are a couple of people that i've blocked have been like oh you're the head of so-and-so like so that's the other thing with twitter i don't think people realize that um it's easy to find out who you are Mm -hmm. because a lot of people hide behind like a sneaker profile picture and a sneaker name and stuff. It's easy to find out who you are. And there's just a lot of people that are lucky that transcripts haven't been sent to their boss and stuff yet, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's all, it's all with the territory. Mm -hmm. It it just, yeah. Wow. I mean, look, and we, we, this is, I'm getting an education right now on Twitter spaces and, (laughs) and being here. (laughs) Should we be doing a Twitter space? Uh, no, I see. Listen, I, I know that's what you think I want to say, but I'm not <laughs> saying that. TikTok, <laughs> the new TikTok. No, it's it's great though. This is, I think, this was really important. I think for people to hear, people who are jumping into, they're like, oh, well, even if it's not sneakers, and though we are a sneaker podcast, whatever your interests are, because there's a million Twitter spaces about that. Be mindful, right? Use that as a place where you can definitely meet people, be authentic, be yourself. Um, be a good person, right? It's, it's not hard to be decent. It really isn't. Like, just be a decent person. Good things will happen to you. And you can use these places to network and meet different folks and connect. And you never know who you'll meet and run into. And next thing you know, you're hosting a sneaker show on Soul Collector. Like, things happen. You know what I mean? You never know. Right. That's true. Right, right. <laughs> All right, folks. 
Stay tuned because coming up next, America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane. And I have a feeling Jaleesa's got some nice heat for us to see. Just, just, just my, just my, just my feeling. I could be wrong, but I, th- I think I'm right. Anyway, guys, stay tuned. What's up, y'all? We are back. It is time for your favorite part of the day, America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. I mean, I feel like every time we get on here, I tell you people about Another Lane. And I don't really know what else to say besides find yourself on the website and do what you got to do. Thank you very much. Now, <laughs> listen, Jaleesa, it's your show, man. Show us what you got. Tell us why it's important. You know, and we'll do we'll do our do. Okay. So, <laughs> I feel like my audience is tired of them, but I don't care. I'm showing them every time I get to show my shoe off. This is the shoe. Without this shoe, I would not be a sneakerhead. The one that started This is the actual taxi. Like, let's. Just so people are aware, those are our black letters in there. Mm-hmm. It's a taxi, but yeah, this is um, this is this is my baby. These, I think I got these off eBay speakers. Okay, okay. So like, okay, maybe ten years ago now. Jeez, it's probably been ten years now. But yeah, I I had my baby pair. Um, I actually had, so I got to talk to my mom about this, but I remember I had the pair that came out in 96 and like around fourth or fifth grade, I had a pair again in my size. And I think my mom, like back in the day, pulled a double up or something because I don't know where that Mm. pair came from in my size, but I did. And I kept my taxis throughout my life until I was 19 and I, I still regret that, but whatever. Those two left, so we got this pair off eBay because I can't like be a sneakerhead and have the shoe that started me without always having a pair. Um, these are currently beat, and I'm somewhere between like buy another pair and just let the shoe tell the story. I actually think I'm gonna keep beating them. I'm yeah, gonna let the yeah. shoe tell the story until they decide to reach out. For sure. I did grab the Royals that came out this year, and the QC QC issues were so bad mm. that. Really? I think I had it at home for two days and I, I returned them to Foot Locker. Wow. Yeah. wow. Not even sell them. Damn. Yeah. No, they, they were bad. Like, it was like, look, y'all can have this. Whoever wants to take wow. it. It's not. It, yeah. There was paint everywhere. Mm. There was white. There was glue everywhere. It was bad. It was bad. Okay. So. No royalties, even though I wanted them. <laughs> um, my next show off, speaking of bad QC issues, are unfortunately the Cardinal Threes, but I, I I love them. Like the three is my second favorite silhouette. I'm a twelves, threes, and sevens girl. Okay, ones okay. used to be my favorite silhouette. I don't like everybody wearing what I wear, so ones had to go. <laughs> but <laughs> threes are forever. Yes, threes are the. I love threes. Say it again, Gabby. I said they're just so good though, but I get that. I don't like wearing the same stuff that everyone else is wearing either. Yeah, no, I have a bunch. I just like I'm a closeted ones in my favorite pack because it's so cliche to say now. Uh-huh. Like, What's your top three? Everyone's Jordan ones, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, they weren't there yeah. when everyone hated them. Uh-huh. Right, but yeah, so the Cardinal threes are good. I don't know if you guys, you probably can't see, but whatever. These are unfinished. Like, yeah. that's not close. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. wear them and we just we ignore the the little things. Mm. But as I said, Jordan ones are one of my secret favorites, and um, 
I'm always on Twitter hollering about like the shoes that people are going to regret not getting and that they needed to get. And this pair is men's only pair. I cried in line all online about Nike only doing them in men's sizes because even though it came down to my mm. small size, it was like super hard to get. You can't get into a foot store with that right. or whatever. Um, didn't get it on the first. I didn't get it on any release, actually. Someone from Twitter, see, more fun. Someone mm -hmm. from Twitter won for me. I was like asleep and there was a shock drop, a Jordan Reserve. And they DM'd me and was like, hey, like, you've been tweeting about wanting this size six since before they came out. I got a size six. These are for you. And I was like, okay, yes. I wish your cash out. Let me know. <laughs> but I maintain that a lot of people in like 10 years are going to regret not owning these. And they are the handcrafted ones. Mm -hmm. Mine just yeah. came in yesterday. Like them, like them. So many, I just, yeah, it's they're so good. And they've got these other laces in them. These, the tan. Oh. Like, there's so many outfits. I literally went to Forever... Oh, and white ones. Black and white ones. Yeah. I went to Forever 21 just to find different, like, basic colored tank tops so I can wear <laughs> these shoes whenever, so... I love it. Forever 21. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. These were big on my, like, you guys must get these lists. You guys are going to regret them, so I can't wait in three years to be on Twitter and be like, haha, you don't have them. <laughs> and another... <laughs> That's my thing. Really, after Crocs, like, I'm all about wearing whatever I wear and telling everybody that they're going to regret it from now on. I just can't go back and amend my beef with Crocs, you know. It's all good. Listen, man, it's um, personal. This is another. Oh, okay. These, they're a must-have. And I know a lot of women are like, girls, uh, uh, but, like, look, <laughs> realistically, Jordan 1 lows look amazing on women because we throw on the anklets with them. Like, um... it's super cute, whatever. I'm a big proponent of a platform shoe. I'm also 5'3", so if you're, like, 5'8", this isn't... You decide on your own. <laughs> <laughs> she said, uh, not me. me and my tininess, <laughs> I, I love... They're so, and everyone was concerned about the midsole being like too thick. It's perfect. And the, it, when I say everyone, I was a part of everyone, but we're good. The midsole to upper range, perfect. It's perfect shoe. We've got this freaking charm bracelet. And a lot of the girls that showed it off didn't show that like Nike gave us a full breakdown of the shoe oh, and the nice. insole and mm -hmm. the tech. Right. Normally, it's like you have to Google or go to Kicks on Fire for the text and stuff. Like, no, the text in the tag, but mostly, I don't know if they're going to be able to see it. This freaking mm -hmm. insole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> that, like, <laughs> out of this world. <laughs> it's, it's comfortable, the art on it. And my favorite part is that all of the men are like, I wish I had the info, but you don't, babe. These are one of the shoes. They're not going to wear platform. They're not wearing the Jordan 1 low. Like, we, we finally have something that we can hold over the men in the big feet's head. Like, haha, look at my insole with Jordan on it. And so, yeah, I, I love these a lot. I had a um, a Twitter follower or the patent bread one. Mm. And they accidentally shipped him these instead. And so, oh. naturally, he's pissed. Right. He's Pissed. and i was like well haha don't know what to tell you and when i got the he was like i'm not gonna lie like he said he took the insoles out and tried to keep them and tried to put them in all of his other shoes he's like they didn't fit in that one pair of shoes so it brings me joy to know that like 
men can't have this. I mean, you probably could, but like, you're not going to be comfortable. So they have love that. If nothing else, ladies, go get them because the men can't have them. And if you need a pair, there's a bunch in Dallas. Like, DM me. I got you. I, I will go. Look at that. Making, that. making things happen out here. You know, I'm all about the, the girl power and the helping. I and then my it. last show off was another, like, you guys are going to regret this. But I think a lot of people will, I don't know. Resale value on this shoe tells me that it's a little up and down. The shoe released for four fifty. I got mine for three fifty, and they're around there still. But it is the Ooh. Swarovski Air Force One. Okay. Yeah, we we we, we talked about that. those when they came out. This shoe is like mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. crystals all over. All the crystals. It comes with a little, yeah. And each, I think there's five, one, two, three, four, four panels that come off. So you can dang there customize the shoe yourself. That's what I love about um, it. And it comes with a cute little screw. Like the screw is, a. it says Nike on it and it has the swoosh. And then it has the, it has a Swarovski crystal right next to the Nike and the swoosh. So super dope shoe the the quality of it and the elements that come with it totally make it worth the price and it's 100 under retail um if you go on StockX and stuff like that so you know quick little come up but yeah those are those are my new babies because i i'm in a stage of like i have a lot of new shoes right now um and i'm trying to not not feel crazy with them but <laughs> those are my new babies and then of course my original my my what started it all i i, I like that that's a that's a nice representation i like the the swarski air force wants to close it out right little little glitz little little bling so when you wear the what's right. what 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 would you wear with those because that's a very kind of like that's a statement i mean all shoes are statement shoe, but that's a statement shoe yeah, so I have a couple of outfits planned. I, oh, oh I, I don't want to break any news. If, you, if you're trying to keep it on, I don't want to, okay. I'm like, a wedding dress? <laughs> I'm like, that because I have to break that. Right, you got to go crazy. Um, No, so I turned 30 this year. So summertime and those are going to be like my thing. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share a couple of the ones that I want the girls to know. One, I feel like that's the perfect shoe for cut-off shorts, white tank top. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to be giving the streets hell when it's hot in us because that is it. We're giving us cut off shorts, different tank tops, Swarovski. Like, I don't even need to really put on clothes, and you're lucky I put on the tank top in the shorts. That's, <laughs> that's number one because looking at my shoes. So, you know, anybody out there, keep it simple. That's cute. Um, I've actually been for three days at that, but whatever, being a woman, I've been on the hunt for like, you know the polo shirts, but they are like full dresses, mm-hmm, and I, I mm-hmm. want a very icy blue one, like a super mm-hmm. light baby okay. icy blue one. I found one; it was just like a half size too small, so we're this close. But you know, a cute little like sporty dress, and then you look that. I just really want the shoes to always be like, damn, like I feel like those shoes she will has be on the bam. Mm-hmm. If you're wearing a bag. They'll still be like, bam. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So those are those are my top two okay. right now. I know that at some point they're gonna make an appearance at my birthday party, but then I would be giving you guys too much information. But you know, they're gonna also have their moment with a dress and a body and all of that. So <laughs> it's the at some point for me, which implies that there are multiple sneaker moments, which like respect. 
I love that. <laughs> I love that. No, that that's that's incredible. Uh, listen, uh, Jaleesa, it was great having you on. This was a great conversation. Tell the people where they can find you if they want to follow more of your work. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter first. Like that's that's the home. But um, all of my socials are at Jerlisa underscore Nicole, and the L in Lisa is capital, so J E R capital L I S A. Because people spell my name wild, but J E R Lisa <laughs> <laughs> underscore Nicole, no H, because all week people have been asking me if they. I don't know what's in the stars, but yeah, Lisa has been spelled wrong, and they're like, "Is there an H in Nicole?" And I'm like. Huh? What? <laughs> so, standard spellings of all. Jer, Lisa, underscore Nicole. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. On the Caffeine app. That is where you can find me, Ooh. Sneaker Hunting with Soul Collector. And come join me there. It's live. Like, it's like being on Instagram live. You guys can comment and tell me, like, girl, no, that's ugly. And I'll, I'll swear to <laughs> God, I'll put it. So. I love that that's ugly. That's ugly. <laughs> girl, that's hilarious. So. I'm dead. Anyway, folks, and you know where to find us. We are part of the Count the Dinks family. Find us on that bomb podcast feed with the original bomb show with Woke Bros, with Rap Names, with Crypto Bros, with Roost Kitchen, the Euphoria podcast. This is where you can find all these great shows. And of course, we are at Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms. And until next time, peace. Bye.